1: So much- You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Welcome to You Beauty, the daily podcast for your face. I'm Lee Campbell.
0: I'm Kelly McCarran, filling in for the lovely Erin, who is still on holidays. The lucky dark. Where is she? Is she somewhere nice and warm? Not that it's not warm in Sydney, but it's a bit. Just humid and disgusting, She's isn't it?
1: Probably at the beach because it's the world's most humid day at the moment. And how are you coping at 106 years pregnant in this humidity, my friend Kelly? Uh,
0: well, I've got the AC on 18 oh. and I'm sitting under my duvet with uh, ice packs like surrounding me.
1: Because Kelly and I are obviously recording from home because we're being very COVID safe just in case because Kelly's pregnant and also that's what we do. But um, I was telling Kelly before we started recording that I've sweat dripping down from my boobs into my belly button. So it's very glamorous around It's here. creating
0: a nice little pool in there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, today we are discussing beauty news because it's Wednesday and we're back to regular programming. And this week we're going to talk about the beauty looks from the new Sexy in the City reboot and just like that. Plus, we think we found the big new application
1: method for beauty products in 2022. But first... So U.S. beauty publication Allure recently published an article and it's all about their top seven skincare predictions for this new year now that we've hit 2022. So generally, the U.S. trends sort of happen a little bit before we get them down under. So it's a nice little pervy look into the future. And I can attest, and I'm sure Kel can too, as to the fact that we've sort of seen them start to trickle in already. So they're already in the pipeline for the Aussie market. So on the list were a focus on the lip category and lip care. And I can definitely attest to that. The recently launched brand Lip Doctor is like a four or five step kind of lip care program. I know. There's a lip polish, an exfoliator, a plumper. It's really beautiful actually, I must say. So lips are going to blow up.
0: I mean, I'm sitting here rolling my eyes, but at the same time, my lips are actually disgusting right now. So I could probably use a five step program.
1: Yeah, right. And I think we put so much obsession on like, you know, getting lip injections and lipstick and stuff. So why don't we just care for them more Mm. in the first place? Even more celebrity skincare lines were on the list. Yawn. Do not want to talk about it. I do not want to see another celebrity line. It's just
0: boring. Like, go away.
1: It's just so typical. And also, I'm not going to buy it just because it's got your name on it. No.
0: In fact, that might make me not want to buy it because I also know that you don't actually use it.
1: Yes. We're not using olive oil. Thank you, JLo. <laughs> a focus on body care category. Bring it on. I love yes. body care. We're seeing lots of, you know, beautiful acids used in body to renew. So that's a really exciting thing. They have predicted a return to popular or trusted ingredients. So think niacinamide and caffeine, stuff we were hearing about, you know, 18 months ago, two years ago. Those ingredients are going to be coming back. And then more aluminium packaging. So aluminium is said to be best for recycling. So think of, you know, those kind of tin tubes. I think that's good for the environment. I find them quite annoying. You know, if you if it's your hand cream or your body cream and then you've got to put the lid back on and it gets a bit annoying, I don't know. So those were five, and then there was two others that I wanted to focus on because I thought they were the most interesting. Firstly, beauty bars are blowing up, so it's not just about soap anymore, it's so much more, and the Zero Waste Movement has really found clever ways to get shampoo, conditioner, cleanser, even moisturizer into solid bars, and everyone might remember last year, even brow pomade, you know, people were using soap and solid brow pomade. So the big well-known brands are bringing out beauty bar options to do away with or at least give consumers an alternative to bottles. Kelly, have you noticed this trend here? What are your thoughts?
0: I feel like I'm going to be so hated for saying this, but I hate beauty bars so much. I know that they're good for the environment, but you know what they make me think of, Lee? Camping. (laughs) <laughs> and I hate camping with a passion. And so when I think of a beauty bar, I mean, I probably just need to try one that isn't from 15 years ago, which would have been the last time I actually went camping. Totally. But I just think of those, oh, you know, you all like traveling, backpacking when you were young and you take like one bar and it was supposed to be a soap and your washing powder and you're, oh, I just like, I think I just have such horrible memories associated to beauty bars that I'm just like not on board.
1: I kind of agree with you and I feel bad for saying that because the environmentalist in me wants to love bars. I just haven't. I've tried a few late last year, the kind of shampoo and conditioner ones, but for me, they weren't as good or better than my traditional products. However, I think it's good for the environment. So I will try more this year and I'll report back if I find any good ones. And then secondly, or lastly, I guess the seventh thing on the list is really interesting. It's all about at-home cryotech this year. So no, we're not going to be jumping into chambers at home that are going to plunge our body into below zero temperatures, but cooling on the face has long been used to improve the complexion. And in the article, a New York-based derm was quoted and she said, the idea behind cryotherapy is that cold temperatures cause the blood vessels to contract and the pores to tighten, causing Skin to look firmer and more rejuvenated, and it's a great way to keep skin looking and feeling and functioning healthily. So, we saw this late last year actually with the launch of the Estee Lauder, the new eye cream that had the cryo wand that Kelly and I both talked about. Charlotte Tilbury also has this very cool cryo recovery mask. It's like a reusable silicon mask that you keep in the freezer. I tried it for the first time last night knowing that we were going to talk about it, and it was very cool. Because I'm a puffy person, I get quite puffy if I drink a lot of alcohol, if I eat a lot of salt, which I do both of those. So it was really great. And I've also been a longtime fan of the Aesology Ice Globe facial massages. They're kind of like that glass ball, they're colored and you use them to massage your face and get rid of any puffiness. So we're going to expect to see more from this space as well. Kelly, thoughts on cold stuff on your face?
0: I love that you love those Aesology balls because I love them too. I keep them in my fridge and I just, I mean, I. I always make a little bit of a dirty joke about rubbing cold balls all over my face. (laughs) But as a fellow puffy lass, oh my goodness, oh oh my goodness, can I relate to just needing a little bit of coolness, sometimes just to de-puff. I actually got chirotherapy on my whole body including mm. on my face before my wedding, just to depuff because I always, I'm so fluid retenti. I know that's not a word, but I'm making it a word. And my face is always just so puffy. And it's actually one of the reasons why I've had such a bad recovery with my nose job that I had last year, because it's always just so swollen and puffy. So long story short, yay to cold products on my face, please. 2022, bring on more cold balls.
1: So another trend Kelly and I both started to pick up on in 2021 seems to be going to take off even more in 2022, and it's all about the delivery system. So let me explain. There's a new Aussie brand that's just launched, and it's called Lush Sticks. It's the brainchild of Aussie influencer Samuel Levi. You might have heard of him. He brought out magnetic eyelashes and eyeliner. So anyway, he loves clay masks and mud masks, but hated the mess of application. So has developed a range of clay masks in a clever wind-up stick. It's kind of like a stick deodorant, really. You just wind it up and swipe it on. There's five variants in the range, all for different skin types, skin concerns, and they're only $24.95 each. So you wanted to make them really accessible. Kel, you and I both have other brands that we like that are kind of in that kind of deodorant format, Yes.
0: Yes, well, both of us last year, we talked about those
1: gorgeous Ciate
0: dewy skin sticks yes. that kind of like, it was like a almost like a glue stick that you just wipe yes, on glue your body. Yes, a glue stick. Yeah. Milk Makeup do like pretty much
1: everything except their mascara is in like the stick. Yeah, that was another one I was going to say because Milk you can get, if you've not heard of it, Milk Makeup's through Sephora and most of theirs are in a wind-up stick. So like the primer, the bronzer, I think the lip and cheek and even their eye cream. I think you recommended their retinol eye cream once back in the day and it's in a little wind-up stick. Yeah,
0: and also like Mecca, they do some like really nice glass skin sticks and it's not a new concept really, but the actual wind-up, as I said, like, almost like a glue stick is and it's really cool and it's hard to waste product with this delivery system.
1: Absolutely and I do agree I quite like a mud mask but I do think they're a bit annoying to apply and then wash your hands and blah 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 you know how you've got to like turn the tap oh, on when you've got so messy. Yeah you've got messy hands so good on him he's an Aussie guy it's called Lush Sticks and you can get it at lushsticks.com so check it out.
0: And just like
1: that I broke my pattern Lee, I finally watched the first six
0: episodes of the SATC reboot that are currently out. So as this episode goes to air, there are six out on Binge or Foxtel. And firstly, I just want to say, I know that this isn't the spill. This isn't the pop culture podcast, but I thought that they were bloody great. And I have no idea why people are complaining about them so much. I think that it's like uncool to not hate on things these days because I just thought it was like... Having dinner with some old pals, and I loved it. (laughs) Secondly, I realize the irony about talking about this on the podcast because what I'm about to say doesn't make any sense. But, Lee, I am so, so, so sick of the commentary around the women's faces. It's just really boring. And I'm really sick of, like, oh, it's so nice to see a normal looking 55 year old on our TV screens. What is normal? Like, or I love seeing someone who represents aging on the TV. I just think like just because SJP has a few wrinkles, then she's seen as normal. It's just so subjective because for me, I feel like running around New York City in stilettos at 55 is way more unrealistic (laughs) than having a few wrinkles.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? And the episode that just aired last week was all about Carrie went to um, a plastic surgeon and was thinking about getting a facelift that would take 15 years off her face. And I found that really interesting. I think they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't. You know, I think SJP's had very little or no work, same with Miranda, and then the lovely Charlotte has obviously had a bit of filler and people are saying oh my god those two look so old and oh my gosh she looks like she's had too much filler and it's just so hard for them to win either way and I've seen some of the quotes from the actresses saying what do you want us to do we can't help but age we don't want to disappear and I know Kel you don't love hearing saying oh that's a normal 55 year old however I must say Generally, when you see a woman in her mid to late fifties, she's an accompanying character. She's not the main character, and then everyone else is young and beautiful and fresh. So I do like seeing three key women, and and four and five and six with the other characters that are of that age. You know, I've got a big birthday coming up in March, so I'll be turning forty, which is terrifying. And I'm starting to look at that next stage where I'm like, okay, where are those women in Hollywood? Where are those women in magazines or on, on websites and stuff like that? So. I really like it and I think that the debate is sort of healthy in a way as long as we're not judging them but using it as a way to reflect back society going, okay, wow, if we're so used to only seeing 25-year-old faces, is that a problem?
0: Oh, no, sorry, I completely agree with that. It's not that I have a problem with seeing – 55-year-old faces on television. Absolutely not. It's more so that I just think that by people saying, oh, they look like a normal 55-year-old, I'm like, what does a normal 55-year-old look like? Yes. Because I also think that it's like I don't know any 55-year-old that actually looks like that. Like, yes, they've got a few wrinkles, but you still look at three very privileged skinny white women wearing these crazy designer outfits, living in these apartments and wearing heels all the time. And they have aged in a very tasteful way. So I don't know any 55-year-old women that are like, oh, like, yes, she has like a few little forehead wrinkles, but she has zero jowl. Where are the jowls at? (laughs) Like you know, they've all got beautiful, beautiful, clear complexions. They've got no veins on their legs from wearing heels and running around all the time, which just seems wild to me. Like what I mean when I say that is that I just think it's boring and I'm just sick of us all commenting on it all the time, even though I was then like, let's talk about it on the podcast, which makes no sense.
1: I do think it's a really interesting debate and you're right. I've really enjoyed it. I never thought it was going to be piano or Schindler's List. I think everyone held it up to this such high regard that everyone's trashing it. And it's like, Guys, it's just a TV show. Let us have a bit of escapism. Yeah, it's meant Let's to be fun. Just fine. enjoy it.
0: Just enjoy it for what it is. Like, look at the beautiful clothes. Let's not worry about a few wrinkles, if they're there or not.
1: Yes, I agree. But it's a really interesting debate and we'd love to hear what the UBs think. So please jump in the Facebook group and let us know, have you watched the Sex and the City reboot? How do you feel about seeing the women and their faces? Or are you just enjoying it for a bit of fashion perv?
0: And also, I want to know what people think of like that scene where Carrie and Anthony are at the consult with the plastic surgeon. And he showed Carrie what she would look like with the few tweaks. And it was basically like Carrie from the 90s. Like... Yeah, I would love to know what people thought of that scene as well, because it's also unrealistic. She wouldn't look like that if she had that much work done.
1: Absolutely. And on that note, that's your beauty news for the week. Thank you for listening to this episode, Mamma Mia's Daily Beauty Podcast. And just by listening to our content, you're helping to fund girls in schools in some of the most disadvantaged countries in the world through Mamma Mia's partnership with Room to Read. We're currently funding 300 girls in school every single day, but our aim is to get to 1,000. So listen to more and help us get to our goal. This podcast is brought to you by Mamma Mia. This episode was produced by Gia Moylan and Michaela Floriano. We'll see you later. Bye.